Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Let's join Pastor Greg Scalzo as he continues the Heavenly Authority series. Today, we'd like to finish up this section in 1 Kings that we started. So let's go right away to 1 Kings chapter 12. If you remember that Rehoboam, Solomon's son, was ready to gather the troops from Judah and Benjamin and attack northern Israel. And then Shemaiah, the prophet, brings the word of the Lord saying that you shall not fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. Let every man return to his house. And hearing this, they obey the word of the Lord, and they turn back according to the word of the Lord. If you also remember about Jeroboam now, who has become the king of the north, if we go back to chapter 11, remember in verse 28 we read that Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, a mighty man of valor, and that Solomon, when he saw that the young man was industrious, he made him the officer over all the labor force of the house of Joseph. So he was a mighty man of valor. He was industrious. He was trustworthy. He could be appointed into a position of authority. You remember down in verse 31 how the prophet Ahijah said to him, Take for yourself ten pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and give ten tribes to you. And in verse 33, the prophet Ahijah tells Jeroboam why he's doing this. Because they have forsaken me. Speaking about Solomon and uh, the people around him. They have forsaken me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the people of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do what is right in my eyes and keep my statutes and my judgments, as did his father David. So because of Solomon's idolatry, because they forsook the Lord, because he, Solomon, and the people with him had not walked in God's way, did not do what is right, did not keep my judgments, God says, I will take ten of these tribes and give them to you, Jeroboam. That's the reason. And the idolatry tops the list of worshiping all these other gods before the one true God. Because of these things, I will do this. Verse 37, So I will take you, Jeroboam, and you shall reign over all your heart desires, and you shall be king over Israel. Then it shall be, if, conditional, if you heed all that I command you, if you walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David and will give Israel to you. If you do this, if you don't do what Solomon did, but if you walk in my ways, 
you keep my commandments, my statutes, you do what is right, you heed all I command you, I will build for you an enduring house. That's the promise, the conditional promise to Jeroboam. Now, having the prophet tell him this, and knowing the reason why he is being exalted to this position of kingship, you would think that this mighty man of valor, who was so industrious and so trustworthy, would remember the example of Solomon as he now becomes king of Israel. You would think it. We'll go to chapter 12 and verse 25. After the troops of Judah and Benjamin stay home, they're called back, they listen to Shemaiah the prophet, and they don't attack northern Israel, we read how Jeroboam now rules these northern tribes. Verse 25, Then Jeroboam built Shechem in the mountains of Ephraim and dwelt there. Also he went out from there and built Penuel, or Penuel. Now, remember we spoke about the importance of Shechem. I won't do that again. But that becomes now the capital of the northern kingdom. And Jeroboam builds it up, and he dwells there. So that becomes where the king is, and that becomes the capital. Penuel, he fortifies, he builds up. And you remember Penuel was where Jacob wrestled with the man, with the angel, that's 40 miles northeast of Jerusalem on the other side of the Jordan. So again, that's an important site in Israel's history. And Jeroboam fortifies and builds a Penuel. Verse 26, And Jeroboam said in his heart, Now the kingdom may return to the house of David. All that Jeroboam has received has come from God. The prophecy is clear, and the prophecy has been fulfilled. What Ahijah says to Jeroboam has come to pass. He's received the northern kingdom. He's received the ten tribes. But Jeroboam said in his heart, if you have an NIV, it'll say, thought to himself. And we have to be extremely careful when our thoughts, when the fears of our heart, when the concerns of our heart our desires, our wants, our need for security more than the Word of God gets in the way of God's plan. And we think in our hearts apart from the direction of God. Everything has gone Jeroboam's way. God has said it, it's happened, and yet he's thinking, he's pondering, well, you know, I could lose it. The people could go back to David. And he's not trusting in the Lord, right? He's doubting God's word to the prophet Ahijah, which has come to pass, which has been fulfilled, and he's afraid that they're going to go back. He's going to lose it. And his fear and the thoughts. And you know, sometimes as Christians, we think that every thought we get must come from God. And it's not true. We have a lot of things going on in our souls, our minds, our spirits, there's a lot of junk there, there's a lot of anxiety there, and it's all too easy to get caught up in the darkness, the fears, the concerns, and ponder and think and ponder and think and do really that which is just opposite of what God wants and make any problem or situation even worse. It says clearly, 
Jeroboam said in his heart. It's not God giving him revelation. It's not him trusting the word of God, looking to the scriptures for guidance. He's worried. He's concerned. The kingdom could return to the house of David. And he has a logical reason for it. If you look in verse 27, if these people go up to offer sacrifices in the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, then the heart of this people will turn back to their Lord Rehoboam, king of Judah, and they will kill me and go back to Rehoboam, king of Judah. So he's afraid. He's afraid of a political revolt. And the end result is he will be killed and slaughtered. And fear for his own life is based upon the logic, well, if they have to go to Jerusalem, why do they have to go to Jerusalem? Because that's God's word. That's God's law. This is the one place he has chosen to put his name. It doesn't change. We've seen that even in the judgments against Solomon. Jerusalem is the city of God. The temple is there. The presence of God comes down there. This is the place that is spoken of prophetically in Deuteronomy 16, 16, and other places in the Pentateuch, where they're instructed three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses. Clearly that's now been revealed as Jerusalem in the northern part of Judah, the border of Judah and Benjamin. He chooses at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, at the Feast of Weeks, and at the Feast of Tabernacles. And they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. The place where God chooses for these three festivals, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Tabernacles, all the males shall appear each year. They have to go up for these three feasts. And he's saying, well, if they have to go up there, and they're going into Rehoboam's territory, it's very, very likely they could turn back to Rehoboam, and then I'm dead. And he's pondering this problem in his heart. Verse 28, therefore the king asked advice. We spoke last time and two times back about wise counsel and the need for wise advisors for those in leadership. And we also saw the brash advice of the young men for Rehoboam, who did him no good, giving him poor advice. Well, here again, we see the pitfalls of bad counsel, of foolish advice, because the king asks for advice, and what does he do? He made two calves of gold and said to the people, it is too much for you to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. This was a problem he's faced with right away because three times a year they go up, so very possibly a feast, a festival is coming up. What do I do about it? He speaks to his advisors, and the plan they come up with is not one, double the money, two golden calves. And he says, too much to go up to Jerusalem. Here are your gods, O Israel, which brought you up from the land of Egypt. After all these centuries of building the nation of Israel, in one moment we're reversed right back to the original Israelites in the wilderness at the time of Moses. Moses is up on Mount Sinai receiving the law. So all the people broke off the golden earrings 
which were in their ears, and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand, and he fashioned it with an engraving tool, and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. We've gone back hundreds of years. We've gone right back to the incident of the golden calf, but now we have two of them, double golden calves. And he knows, he knows that the reason he has the kingdom to begin with is because of what Solomon did in idolatry. And here he commits gross idolatry because he's not trusting in God, he's trusting in himself, the politics around, so it seems logical to him. Let's have our own religious center. We can't have a temple. We can't have what's in Jerusalem. So we'll have these golden calves. And the calf worship of Egypt is still following the Israelites hundreds of years after their captivity. Human nature is so unbelievable that the same things happen over and over again we see the longer we live, we see the same errors being repeated over and over again. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio programs with in-depth Bible teaching and preaching. The address is www. .shiarjeshub.org And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle P.O. Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him. <laughs>